One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. But in this episode, I'm joined by Nick from Nick's Flicks Fix to talk about ambulance. Ambulance takes place over one day across the streets of LA when two brothers take on the biggest bank heist in Los Angeles history to score $32 million. But when their plan to get away goes wrong, they hijack an ambulance with a wounded cop and paramedic inside and attempt the most insane escape LA has ever seen. Directed by Michael Bay and a screenplay from Chris Fadak, Ambulance stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Aisha Gonzalez, Garrett Dillahunt and Kier O'Donnell. All right, Nick, let's talk about this film. Yes. It's a remake of a 2005 Danish film, which I presume you wouldn't have seen. I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. And I didn't realise until the end credits of this film that it was a a remake. It's kind of a shame, don't you think, that Hollywood feels the need to remake foreign films so often and not long after they've come out in their home countries. You know, maybe one day we'll watch and appreciate more foreign films. You would hope so because, I mean, especially Danish films like The Hunt, which are incredible. You, there's obviously great films coming out yeah. from these all these foreign countries. But, I mean, 2005 seems like a long time of period compared to what we're hearing today for American remakes. Like, that was 17 years ago. And we're getting so much more news today about, you know, they already want to remake another round with Mads Mikkelsen and stuff. Mm. So... It's hopefully put this original movie on the map a little bit more. Yeah. Potentially. It's definitely injected some more action into it. Mm. I'll put my money on that. Uh, with Michael Bay in the director's chair, you know, I, let's be honest, okay, let's start with the script. Yes. That's probably a good place to start. It's not winning any awards, is it? No, it's one of those, I guess you could call Michael Bay movies where <laughs> action is the forefront of the film, <laughs> front and yeah. centre. Yeah, you get lines in the film like, I'm giving you the world (laughs) and we're sharks, we don't stop. And we're a locomotive, we don't stop. Well, the screenplay references Michael Bay films. Yeah. It is a meta script where people talk about how cool 
Bad Boys is or The Rock. And I just, it immediately takes you out of any grounded realism this film could possibly have. (laughs) Another line in there that I thought was quite funny was, um, I wish I didn't have herpes, but we all deal with what we got. (laughs) That tells you the calibre. Of the script that we're dealing with. <laughs> the yeah. level of Shakespearean dialogue <laughs> that we're dealing with in Ambulance. Yeah. I will say it's pretty impressive that this movie was made on a $40 million budget. Did you know that? Only $40 million. I didn't know that. And that's considering the amount of action in this film and the amount mm. of practical effects and stunts. That's incredible. Yes. And I'm going to name drop here. We both got to speak to Michael Bay. Yes. Very, very lucky ducks that we are. Absolutely. And he actually told me that he gets given cars now to smash up. After Transformers, people just give him cars to total in his film. I feel like that makes complete sense because I did find that every time I'm looking at I mean, the whole film's one big car chase, but when I'm looking at certain different cars in the film, I'm waiting for them to crash and explode. So there is so much focus going on the (laughs) cars. If I owned a car company, it would make complete sense that I wanted my car to be front and centre, ready to get destroyed in a Michael Bay movie. I have to say, it's some of the sexiest police cars I think I've ever seen on film. Right? There is... Michael Bay does law enforcement different <laughs> to a- everyone <laughs> yes. else. Like, I think sexy is the appropriate word for, for a car in this movie. I think I think I used that word a bunch of times in my interview with him. Like, <laughs> you would have loved smashing that. Smashing sexy cars. <laughs> yeah. So the remake goes on for about an hour longer than the original. Mm, it's quite yeah. long, stuffed with a lot of action scenes. I feel like the end of the movie went on for about 50 years, though. It could have trimmed all that schmaltzy stuff right back. Yeah, and I guess you can say that for the opening of the film as well. He definitely, I mean, considering when we were just talking about the script, he does try to add this real human element, uh, real dramatic element early on, especially mm. with Yahya Abdul-Mateen II's character. But I agree about the ending. After a movie that is so high intensity yeah. for a solid probably hour and a half, probably hour and 40 straight of just nonstop action, it does stall a little bit and we get the classic standoff moment yeah. that does feel pretty long and then adds a little bit extra when we try and round out the human story. Yeah, it's like they felt the need to compensate for all the action with something a bit more meaningful with the character stuff. And they say at you know the heart of this film is a story about brothers, but you know nobody comes to a Bay film for that and it felt a little bit forced to me. No, I, I agree. And I think the only argument you can make for a Bay movie where the human side of it works has to be bad boys because you there yeah. is a comedic element. Those two characters have to really get along. When you have a film like this where it's brothers who are a little bit at odds with each other based on the situation they're in, which is a bank robbery gone wrong, you can kind of be like, that's all I need to know. Mm. These are brothers who are in a very tense situation together who aren't seeing eye to eye let the action do the talking. Yeah. And the movie does that for the majority of it, I would say. And that's all people need from a Michael Bay film, right? You just That's what you go to it for. And that's not a bad thing. Like, people look down on these films. I have to say, I'm a huge Transformers fan. Yes, I enjoy Transformers as well. They are not the best movies in terms of script or story, but, you know, that's not what you go to them for. It's for the action. No, and Michael actually kind of said it himself in the interview. I, I opened by just proclaiming my love as a teenager of Bad Boys 2. Me and my brother grew up watching it. And he was like, I was a punk kid making that, let's talk about the first one, He first Bad Boys. Uh, he was talking about how he was just a punk kid making 
an action film that wanted to feel different and you wanted to cut it fast and wanted to make it really exciting, not a traditional action movie. So he kind of has created his own subgenre in action, which I think the term he used in the interview was Bayhem. Yeah. And I think it's pretty a well-known term. So he, he has his own style of action and his own mm. style of filmmaking that you go to see as its own event movie mm. and you're okay with it just being a little bit more pulled back on the, the drama side and the human side because I want to see those sexy cars blow up. Exactly. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And I think actually Tom Cruise coined the term Bayhem. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Well, apparently that's what Michael Bay told me. I want them to do a movie together. That would be very cool. Have they not done a movie together? Is he not a producer on like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But I'm like, struggling. I mean, I mean, Tom Cruise starring in a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, right. Give me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Support for Popcorn Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the performance package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code POPCORNPOD at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and it's an absolute game changer, Lee. Manscaped were kind enough to send me some free product, which I've loved using. And even as a married man, I still need to keep things fresh and sexy down there. Oh, you do. (laughs) Inside the performance package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of those goodies. I have to say the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair trimmer is a game changer for me. I've got a bit of a hairy schnoz. I've got some weeds to whack (laughs) in my ears. So that is my favorite product in this package. Now it's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code popcornpod at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code popcornpod. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. It's funny you mention bad boys, okay, because Will Smith and Martin Lawrence have great chemistry together. And Yahya Abdul-Mateen II and Jake Gyllenhaal also have great chemistry. They're having an absolute blast on the publicity circuit. Oh, my God. And it doesn't quite come across on screen, I thought. Yeah, it's interesting because Jake Gyllenhaal especially sort of understands the assignment. He is so intense in this movie, but he is Mm. a spectrum of intensity. It's either incredibly villainous and menacing and psychopathic, or it's incredibly psychopathic and hilarious and pulling off all these one-liners. Whereas Yaya, I feel, is more focusing on his human character and the fact that Will is sort of the driving force of the heart of the movie, I guess you could say to an extent. And those two styles just didn't gel well. But they're both amazing actors mm. and I was excited to see them, sort of their chemistry together. Yeah. But I agree. I just don't think it worked well. I, I feel like they felt like they were in different movies. Really? That's interesting. I, Gyllenhaal knows how to play cool. You know, oh, he has yeah. charisma. He's at ease in roles exactly like this. He's played roles exactly like this. But it feels like he's been forced into some kind of toxic kind of version of this character that doesn't work as well as it would 
if they had a better script to work with maybe and if they could settle into their natural groove and their natural chemistry a bit easier. No, I, I see what you mean there. I He definitely plays the more toxic type because he's very gung-ho with his decision-making and he's very much put himself first and, and everyone else mm. behind him even though he's doing this heist with his brother. So I, I see what you mean there. I, I feel like in the intensity of the film itself, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal was at the level he needed to be in order to accurately yeah. portray that intensity. Whereas, yeah, I definitely think Yaya was a bit more subdued and I don't want to say like character acting, but like he felt like he was more like his character and I felt mm. like Jake Gyllenhaal was more in a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> in two different movies, as you said. I want to go back to Michael Bay's uh, style for a second. Mm. You know, it's not for everyone. It doesn't always work as well as it could, but I have to admire any filmmaker who pushes the boundaries of what they do in a practical or innovative way. And one thing that Bay does really well is he puts himself right in the action and ups the ante in his practical effects, you know, basically smashes a lot of shit up and puts his life on the line. <laughs> he, I think, has taken it to the next level with this as well because his biggest thing that I noticed is the drone shots. He frequently uses drone shots in a way that, Feels like a gimmick, but it's a gimmick I really liked and a gimmick that made yeah. me really immersed into the action. The way there's this one shot where the drone sort of goes up a building, yeah. up the side of a building, does like a 180, comes back down and still manages to fly between two cars. And I, I remember just sitting there and being like, this is next level yeah. for Bay even. I thought it was absolutely incredible. And I think the way he captures action in innovative ways like this, but then still manages to stick to his classic style of, how slow can this slow motion shot be of this car exploding <laughs> with explosions coming from places that explosions shouldn't come from in this scenario. Yeah. And I was completely on board with all of it. Yeah. The use of the drone I was really enjoying as well. They did that shot where it went up a building and spun around and came back down a couple of times yes, actually. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes action for action's sake, I'm going to play devil advocate here a little bit. Sometimes it can take you out of the film though. Like I really noticed when it happened a second time, when it happened the first time, I thought that's amazing. That's really cool. And the second time I was like, okay, he's just <laughs> doing this for the sake of the fact that I've got a new toy. Let's yep. see what we can do with it. You know, and there's a particular sequence when the chase heads through the LA canals and they stop and a helicopter buzzes them. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal told me, I don't know if we mentioned, we also interviewed <laughs> Yaya and Jake, name dropping all the way through this episode. So Jake Gyllenhaal told me that he was done for the day at that time and that they had this idea to just go back and quickly do this scene with the helicopter coming down and buzzing him. And, you know, it doesn't serve the story, but it looks hella cool. It's just so cool. And it's those little moments that make Ambulance as fun as it is. I think it, it's mm. sort of the, the dichotomy between full-on adrenaline thrill ride and having the fun sort of cheesy action moments in there as well. And I love that they went back and did that. And then back on the drones again and how noticeable they were, the whole car chase scene that happens on this dirt car park, I guess. It was just in this mm. random miscellaneous LA dirt patch somewhere and the way he uses drones in that and the way cars are all sliding around it's just yeah. these little cool moments that do like you said serve no purpose to the story but you sit there and go all right, that was pretty damn cool Michael I was like oh, I'm gonna yeah. stay here for another couple of minutes and see what you got yeah I love the stunt choreography of the cars in the chase especially I'm a total sucker for it and that's why I love Transformers there's a scene in the movie where 
they swap the cars around mid-chase to make the criminals nervous, so they say. I say that in air quotes. Um, they want to get the aggressive cars up front. And I just had the biggest grin on yep. my face. You know, the sound of the engines, the way the cars were flowing and switching, and it's really beautiful to watch. It is. That immersion into the film that really makes it exciting. Michael Bay just really understands what needs to be cool in order to keep the audience engaged and to have the big grin on the face. Oh, I'll be 100% honest. Pretty much from when the bank robbery happens up until the slower burn ending, I pretty much had a grin on my face the whole time. When I wasn't shoveling popcorn into my mouth, I was (laughs) grinning the whole time because this is ultimately a popcorn flick. Like this is where you can just shovel popcorn and if you're chewing too loud and you miss dialogue you're not missing anything except some of those hilarious quotes yeah from from earlier but it's the epitome of the popcorn action flick yeah and it keeps you really energized too because everything about a michael bay film is energetic you know the camera is constantly moving whether it's circling the actors while they have a heated discussion or flying up and down the side of the building as we said and it just dials the energy of every scene up to 11 so you're constantly alert and another thing that he's known for is really rushing the camera towards the action so there's a number of scenes in here where it starts somewhere inconspicuous and then just flies really into the action people coming towards you and that kind of thing just keeps you on the edge of your seat doesn't it it really does and the energy or the the adrenaline that this film pumps is non-stop so i would have loved to have worn like a heart rate monitor throughout this film (laughs) and just see if i was consistently at a dangerous level of excitement because the movie doesn't give you a chance to breathe it doesn't give you and not in a bad way i feel like a lot of movies that do attempt that sort of adrenaline-based thrill ride action, don't always pull it off. It can feel overdone, but Michael Bay does it in a way, like you said, he's always got to focus on pushing further towards the action and and really making the action the exciting part of the film where you kind of go, this is never boring. Yeah. Like at least for the good portion of action in this film, it is not boring. And I feel like Michael Bay is one of the only directors who can really pull that off at that very excessive length. Not boring until you get to the end of the film and then you think, oh, it was over about 20 minutes ago. I feel like as well, by the end of the film, you're just exhausted in a, in a good way and you're just kind of <laughs> yeah. like, I need this to finish or it's going to be detrimental to my health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do get a bit of a break in the hero shots. Like we talked mm. about that before. He loves his hero shots. People standing up slowly, bruised and battered, backlit by a setting sun. That's... Peak Michael Bay. Peak Bay. And I think speaking about the hero shots and, and someone we haven't spoken about yet who I guess in Michael Bay films usually law enforcement and the army are the good guys. Yeah. But this is one to feature Isaac Gonzalez as an EMT who is the hero of the movie ultimately and not in a traditional mm. way. She's not firing guns and getting into the action. Ultimately is a hostage throughout the whole film but is the protagonist, the hero of the movie And she gets a really badass scene as well, which I won't spoil because I feel like the less you know about what happens in the middle of this movie, the better. But that scene in particular, I was like, oh my God, she is for me the hero of the movie. And Michael Bay, who in the past has caught a fair bit of flack for definitely sexualizing women in this Mm. film a lot and having them as very secondary characters, at least to me. And I I know this is probably grain of salty coming from like a straight white dude, but like in the sense of, I genuinely feel like Cam was the character's name is the hero of the story for me. 
Yeah, I'm going to go on the other side of the fence and mm. say that I felt like she had very little to work with. Right. Right. I mean, she is a main protagonist. Uh, she's tough as nails. I like how strong she is and she's along for the ride and, you know, is capable of anything really. But I did feel like she was the token woman in a Bay movie. Right. Okay. No, and I totally, like I said, I totally get that. I'm sitting here as like a dude being <laughs> like, I thought this was all going to be Jake and Yaya. And then I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like I just come out and killed it for me but i i totally understand that but at least she's wearing more clothing than usual yeah that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> one character i want to talk about which really irritated me is kiro donnell okay an australian actor who is a completely pointless character in this film he's an fbi agent and token gay man i will say it mm. uh, look how woke we are putting in yep. a gay character yep. into the film he's shoehorned in for no reason that i can decipher i don't know about you what did you think <laughs> i love as well that he knows jake gyllenhaal's character from childhood he's like i'm going to st- i'm going to crack this case because me and jake grew up together and i was like why do I care about that all of a sudden? Because it was a throwaway line. It was a random <laughs> plot point was. that was just shoved in there to make it more dramatic, maybe? It, and it didn't. It, it, it's just fodder. It, it really, yeah. really beefs up the movie in an unnecessary way. Also, I just can't look at Kira Donnell and not think of him from... Wedding Crashes. Wedding Crashes. He's the weird cousin in Wedding Crashes. Yeah. And that's all I could think of the whole time. I found it so hard to take him seriously. Have you seen The Dry with Eric Banner, though? He's in that. He is, and he's fantastic in that. I will agree. I didn't know he was Australian until I saw The Dry, actually. But I I agree. In Ambulance, at least, he is so unnecessary. Yeah, if he wasn't there, it wouldn't make an iota of difference to the story whatsoever because you've got the SWAT team led by Garrett Dillahunt, who – Played a version of every character that he's ever played, I think. He was the most Michael Bay version of this character as well. <laughs> he's dressed, he's got the shorts on, he's got the t-shirt on, he's got the baseball cap on. He takes his dog everywhere in his tiny little car for that comedy, I guess. Yeah. And he's just spitting those Michael Bay one-liners about how he's going to catch the bad guys. Like, it's just a variation of, like, we need to stop these guys. Said 17 different times at the peak of every scene. <laughs> And trying so many different techniques to just throw them off. Like, let's throw a helicopter at them. Let's stop chasing them. Let's move the cars around. Let's get back in the car. Let's. It was the most ineffective yeah. use of police time I've ever seen. But it led to so many great moments because every time they try and set up an ambush for this ambulance, I was like, okay, I'm ready to see what you guys do. It was, for me, the sniper scene where they're trying to shoot them <laughs> yeah. in the car. Looking back on it, that is probably the dumbest thing I've seen in a long time. And But I was sitting there and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do it. They got, <laughs> they've got they got heat ray vision or whatever the hell. They're going to kill Jake and Yaya. I, like, I was so suckered into this movie when I was watching yeah. it. And that's just the Bayhem effect. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. And that's another thing that he throws into his films that really, really adds to the energy and the intensity is those heat ray vision scenes. Yeah, and I don't the, know what it's called. but <laughs> And, and, and the, ra- the radio chatter that you constantly hear oh and God, the news yeah. reports reporting on the, on the chase. Like it's all coming at you. Every sense is alive and you don't get any relief from it, good no. or bad. No, that, and that's so true. It's it, You sit there, like I said, when you get to the end of this movie, I was just like, I need to sleep. I need a nap <laughs> after this because I have just, my adrenaline is tanked. I don't have a brain cell left. Yeah. 
but goddamn, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I know what your wrap up is going to be. Do you want to wrap up ambulance? I can wrap up ambulance. Intensity is the forefront of the most Michael Bay movie that has ever Michael Bayed. Intense action, intense cinematography, intense explosion, even an intense Gyllenhaal added there for good measure. Ambulance is not going to win over audiences who aren't fans of Bayhem, but what this movie lacks in grounded realism, it does make up for by being two hours of pure adrenaline that's administered straight into the eyeballs. I'm going three and a half. (laughs) Straight into the eyeballs. I love it. (laughs) So Ambulance is stock standard Bayhem, as we said. That's Michael Bay branded action flying at you as fast as a flash car speeding down the LA highway. The practical effects and stunts are spectacular, if a little formulaic, but it's a formula that works so well for a director who has cemented himself at the top of this particular game. The story and character development is, of course, lacking, but you can enjoy this film for what it is, one hell of a ride. I'm giving Ambulance three popcorn kernels out of five. Yes. I'm glad this movie's being starting to be loved by people because it's exactly... (laughs) I feel like we haven't had a Michael Bay movie that's felt like a Michael Bay movie probably since Transformers or even before that, like Bad Boys uh, and The Rock and things like that. He's made a lot of... And I saw in an interview recently that he said he regretted making Transformers 4 and 5. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it came out today. I think it was an interview uh, where he said... Spielberg told him to stop after three Mm. and he just kept doing it and kept doing it. And he definitely said he lost his passion for what he loved doing. And this to me is, you know, like Shyamalan made really bad movies and then came and made the visit and loved movies again. Mm. I hope this is the same for Michael Bay. I hope in a few years we get another movie that is, that's like this, that feels like the Michael Bay that if you are a fan of him that you love uh, and that isn't bogged down by trying to be something bigger than it needs to be or more important you know, more serious than it needs to be. This is just intense fun and I I had a great time. I can't wait to watch it again. Just Michael Bay doing what Michael Bay does best. That's what we want. Give the people what they want. It's better the devil you know. Yeah. So Ambulance explodes into Australian cinemas from April 7 and be sure to subscribe to Popcorn Podcast's YouTube channel to watch our interviews with director Michael Bay and stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. So, Nick, thank you so much for joining me on this episode while Tim is away. Do you want to tell the people where they can find you? It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You can find me on Instagram at Nick's Flicks Fix. I do all my 60-second reviews there. You find the links to my podcast and my written reviews. Instagram is where it's at. Thank you again for having me, Lee. I've really enjoyed talking about Ambulance. My pleasure. And we'll catch you next time, guys. We are now on YouTube where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.